Well, we've been explaining in, 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 in the last few classes, we started on a little bit of a discussion about the concept of Oiris. We spoke about the concept of God and God's Ur. We explained what Ur means. We explained the idea of a person's just mere, mere um, what's his name, uh, his, his, his presence, the fact that he's, you could see him is an Ur, is, is, is the person's, um, the fact that the person gives off a certain Ur of himself, that, that, that is the idea of Ur that Chassidus talks about. And what we said yesterday is that this, this idea of Ur, this idea of light, is in contrast to Shefa, is in contrast to the idea of a energy that's being given over, that's being um, being um, a certain energy within a person that the person is 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 taking taking out a certain energy and giving that energy to someone else. So now, the question is, halacha. The question is, um, how does it work with in terms of this ur of Hashem? So we said God's light is shining, God's light is 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 radiating from Him. In the world, in the words of uh, of of, of uh, Kabbalah, in the words of even the, of the philosophers, it's being netzal. It's something which just radiates out of him. So the light is radiating radiating out of God. But the thing is that since the light doesn't have any existence of itself, its existence is only the existence of God. So therefore, it takes on all the criteria, so to speak, of God. And if God is infinite, and God is 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 has is is um is etzem, so the light has an infinite quality. That's why we say about or, we say about or, or is or ain't sof, right? In Chassidus we see the words or ain't sof, that the light of God is infinite. Why is it infinite? It's infinite because of the fact that it's, it's, it's radiating from the source of infinity. The source of infinity, so therefore the light is infinite. So if you could imagine a person whose his his existence is an infinite existence, what would be his radiate? What, what, what would, how would he radiate? He would radiate infinity. Right? We are all finite human beings. So since we're all finite human beings, so therefore we radiate only a finite amount. So I could have, you could have 10 people in the same room at the same time, or 20, 30 people in the same room at the same time, and every person could be identified for themselves. Their, their, their radiance is identified for themselves. Their aura is radiance for themselves. But what was the accomplishment of the Chiddush? The accomplishment of the Chiddush is that now we could differentiate between God and godliness, as we mentioned yesterday. The difference between God and godliness. God is the essence itself, the Mo'or, as it's sometimes called in Chassidus, the essence, the, uh, the, the source of everything. And then there is the Or, which is the godliness. It's, the, it's, it's that which is being reflected out of the essence. And the way Chassidus, the Moshe, Chassidus usually gives the Moshe, as the Altrebbe is going to use this Moshe later on in Tanya, is like the sun and the sunlight. The sun is the source, and the light is what's radiating out of the source, and it happens naturally. It's just, it's a natural outcome of the sun, is that there's sunlight. Now, in the sunlight, as we just said, there's an infinite amount of light, so to speak. There's an infinite amount of radiation coming out. This infinite amount of radiation that's coming out automatically leaves for there to be nothing else to exist. Because once there's an infinite light, infinite light means that you can't have finite existence. Because finite existence means you have, to, you have to somehow have... All existence is finite, right? Anything that exists in terms of, at least for sure, in, a, in, in the sense of an oilam, of a world, 
is, 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 is finite. So let's say even the highest worlds that we're familiar with, the world of Atsilos, the world of Bria, the world of Yitzira, Asiya, they're all limited, they all have some form of limitation. They're not infinite, they have some form of limitation. So how do you get from God's infinite radiance, so to speak, infinite light, a finite world? How do you get the world of Atsilos? How do you get that there should be finite existence? How do you get from the infinite to be finite? Right? This is the question the Chassidus deals with a lot, and it's the question that the Mekubalim dealt with. So the Arizal introduced that there's a concept called Tzimtzumim. God created the power, God has within him, has himself, so to speak, the, 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 the ability of Tzimtzum. What is the ability of Tzimtzum? So, generally speaking, in Chassidus, when we talk about Tzimtzum, Tzimtzum sounds, the word Tzimtzum means to contract, right? So what's the, the marshal that's usually given in Hasidus for Tzimtzum? It's like a teacher, a teacher that's trying to teach a lofty concept, right? He's trying to explain to a student a lofty idea. So the student, depending on the level of comprehension of the student, the teacher is going to give off a certain um, relative level of, of information to the student's capabilities of understanding. So if you have a class if you have a whole bunch of students that are highly intelligent, highly capable of understanding information, so then the teacher doesn't have to limit his information as much if he's dealing with much less, much less of a class, uh, much less of, uh, the students are much less capable, so then he has to limit the information much less. Let's say for example, you're teaching a child versus you're teaching an adult. When you're teaching a child, you have to explain everything on a much, much more simplified level, right? You have to explain things on a very simple level. In order for the child to understand, it takes a lot of breaking down the idea into a very simplified level. Versus once you're teaching an adult, it's a whole different story. It's like imagine going into a class of astrophysics. Imagine going into a professor, uh, into, into a, a university, a college class on astrophysics. You have no clue what they're talking about. The teacher's just talking. So you have another 20 or 100 students in the room. For them, the, the information makes sense. For them, the information actually, they're, they're, they're grasping the information because they have some sort of understanding of astrophysics so they could relate to the information. So the teacher, then, in that case, his, his, his understanding, his knowledge is being relative to the students that he's teaching. You who are walking in the class, who are completely ignorant of any information, of any idea of astrophysics, to you, everything will just go right above your head. Everything will just fly over your head. You'll have no way of knowing what exactly is going on in the class, right? You have no ca capabilities. So now, in order for there to be that process of where the teacher gives off to the student an ability for the student to understand, what the teacher has to do in all cases is create what's called a contraction, a tzimtzum. He has to limit the amount of information he knows, right? Because if he just shoots out information the whole time, the student won't be able to grasp that information. So if the teacher is a teacher of, of a lot of, of knowledge and a lot of R, so to speak, he has to limit that knowledge in order for now the student to be able to grasp this information. That's why the first book of Torah, Bereshis, is a whole bunch of stories. The Barshantav explains why is it a whole bunch of stories? Because it contains within these stories some of the deepest revelations of godliness. That's why in the Midrashim, Ambarashis has the deep secrets of creation, the deep secrets of God's plan, is all within the stories of Bereshis. So why is it as in a, in a story form? Because a story form is the most simplified way of explaining something without necessarily fully um, 
uh, explaining it, right? It's a marshal. The power of a marshal is that you could give an analogy to something. What's the power of a marshal? You take the thing itself, but you translate it into, the wor- into a world, into an idea that's relatable to a student, and then the student could grasp the information. So the student looking at it doesn't fully grasp necessarily the full import of information, but he has within him the ability, once he reads this information, to maybe work on his brain capacity and work through the information to actually reach through the muscle what actually the information is, is there. That's the general idea of Tzimtzum. That's the general idea of Tzimtzum that's explained in Hasidus. But the, 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 the concept of Tzimtzum has to be understood from a deeper level. No, because if they're if they're giving you that's the whole chiddush of tzimtzum. The chiddush of tzimtzum is is that it's not a closed off point. In other words, tzimtzum doesn't mean this is all you're getting. Tzimtzum means I'm giving it to you in a way that's limited, but then you through your own brain abilities could work and, and analyze the information that you could extract the infinity of that information. You understand? So, so in other words, when not, I... It's not the actual knowledge, it's, it's rather... And I'm sorry, it's not the actual information, it's rather it's just the way you're giving it it's over. It's the way you're giving it over. So let's say, if I want to, if I'm using a marshal of R, the way I gave a marshal, the whole idea of R is a marshal. Right? Chassidus uses R, R is a marshal. So when I use R as a marshal, if I'm smart enough, so to speak, if I'm, if I'm intelligent enough, if I'm deep enough, I could extract from that idea a much deeper abstraction of what R represents. Will I fully get God's R? No. But I'm able to relate to some element of R that is actually on a much more truer sense than just physical light coming out of, a, coming out of the sun. You understand? So that's the idea of a marshal. The idea of a contraction is that you're limiting the information enough that the student could, 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 could hold that information. But if the student is, once the student grows in his intellectual capacity, the abilities of the student grow to the point that he could then take this information and then actually find, find within it the actual deep truth of what's behind it. That's why, as Chassidus always says, the purpose is not the tzimtzum. The whole purpose of the tzimtzum is b'shil hagilui. The ultimate purpose of tzimtzum is that there should be a revelation afterwards. The purpose is not Simpson. The purpose is that Simpson allows there to be a revelation afterwards. Is it the same idea as Mamala Right. So Mamala is the ultimate Simpson. In Mamala, you have Simpson. Seviv is, is, is almost believable. What is, what's the connection between that and the whole Simpson? So there's Simpson Marishan. Simpson Marishan is where God, so to speak, control. So, 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 so this is a point. We okay, one second. There's a stage before this. There's a stage before this that we have to get to. What's the essence of Simpson? What's the essence of Simpson? The essence of Simpson is actually a deeper source in God than Or itself. In other words, there's, there's, a mis, there's, there's a misunderstanding a lot of times when you learn Hasidus is that there's Or, there's God's light, and then God put like a filter on it. He put like a mask, right? So you don't have the full Or anymore. That's what it sounds like in Hasidus. So it sounds like the mask is something exterior, something external from God, so to speak, holding back the flow of God's light. That's not what a tzimtzum is. It's not a filtering system. Tzimtzum is actually a much deeper source within God. What tzimtzum does is, ours nature is to just shine, right? Ours nature is to shine. Tzimtzum's nature is to conceal. 
So like I said yesterday, if I would have the ability to make myself disappear, that you can't see me, right? So what would happen? Would I exist? I would exist, you just can't see me. That's what Simpson is. Simpson is the ability to take away R. That means it's not that God is not existing, and it's not that God is putting a filter on the light. A mask. The light's still there. What? That's what a mask is in a literal sense. It's just in the in the expression sense. So we so the R isn't shining through. I mean, what is the, oh, but what? So what's the difference of what I'm saying? Yeah. What's the difference between what I'm saying between the example of the mask and here? Yeah. By the mask, what I'm saying is that there's a certain amount of energy that's coming through, yeah. and then there's a filtering of that information. Okay. Simsum Simsumerishan is that there's no information coming through. There's nothing there. The R, it's called Hestalkus R. The R doesn't exist anymore. Okay. There's no more R there. There's got to be something, or else how does it exist? No. So there's God himself. Yeah. God is existing, though, in a form of Simpson, okay. not in a form of R. You understand? That means God's existence is, in a way, as if he's invisible. Okay. But then what God does is, God needs the world to exist. He wants to create the worlds. He wants that the worlds should actually be in existence. For them to exist, there has to be an or. There has to be God's light. Because God's light is what gives the ability for their things to exist. So what he does is he reinfuses now the light through the kalim. Through the tzimtzum and the kalim of the tzimtzum that enables that the light should actually be not infinite anymore but finite. You understand? So there's two stages. There's God's our side, so to speak, and there's God's Simpson side. It says when God created the world, or before he created the world, the world was just God's R. God then did Simpson. Simpson means all the R left. There was no R anymore. The R was gone. It's as if the person became invisible. Right? There was an, there was an invisibility of God, so to speak. Then God reinfused R back in. But now the R is being infused back in with the power of Simpson. That means Simpson is going to still be the ultimate, the ultimate, um, have the ultimate effect. Maybe, maybe a marshal for this is, not an exact marshal, but a, probable, a possible marshal, is the difference between our subconscious, unconscious, and conscious mind. Okay. Unconsciously, we take in all information. But our brains can't process all that information. So it blocks it. It holds it back. Then... The conscious mind filters only that bits of information that allows for us to be able to handle and shoots it out to us. Okay? So what happens is the R, first, the R that we're receiving is completely blocked out. The subconscious completely blocks it out. But then what happens is it allows us for a re, a re um, infusion of that R to come through the state of consciousness. And in the state of consciousness, you're getting, so to speak, a symptom form of that R. That's where you have the idea of a kav, that's where you have the, the idea of save of kalalman, and then even deeper, further tzimtzumim, you have the idea of mamala kalalman. So that's, that's where the muscle of the mask comes in. Because what happens is, afterwards, when the ur is being reinfused, the ur has been tamed by the power of tzimtzum, and since it's being tamed by the power of tzimtzum, the ur is not as powerful anymore. Oh, so what happens is, is the spheres is how the tzimtzum impacts between now the ur could actually come together with the keli. And since the R could fuse with the Kali, you could have a coexistence of an expression of God, but in a limited form. So we recognize God as being kind. We can recognize God as being strong. Yada Chazaka. 
we can recognize God as being intelligent. Because those are all forms of the R coming through the Kali. The Kali is going to create a certain impact on the R. One of the Mishalom used in Chassidus is based on the Ramak. It's Moshal, it's like light shining through different color windows. When light shines through different color windows, what happens to the light? It gets altered. It gets altered. Right, it comes changed. Either it's red, green, whatever, right? So what happens is the light itself, before it goes through the filter, stays pure. It's infinite. Once it goes through the filter, though, it's no more the same light. It has been changed. And that light is what we get through spheres. said it doesn't change. Same with the Abishir's light doesn't change. No, like no. Because on, on the level of the Mo'ar, it doesn't change. The level of the Mo'ar, it doesn't change. And the level through the my, from my, from my angle, from me being the recipient of the light, I'm getting red light, or green light, or yellow light. Yeah. But from before that, it's still the same light. But in the day, it's essentially light, it's just in a different color. Yes. But there's, but there's a change. What happens is when it goes through the filter, so the light itself changes. But the essence of it is still the same. Right. That's why Mo'ar stays forever. The Mo'ar passes through the Tzimtzumim. That's why Chesedis always says that the whole world is conscious of God. You speak to someone about God, it's not a, you, you won't find a person in the world that will say, God, I never heard of this idea. Everybody con- subconsciously knows of God. Because the Mo'ar was never affected by the Tzimtzum. The Mo'ar is constantly, the essence is constantly shining through. What has been blocked is only the art. So how much do I know of God? What do I know of God? How much do I connect to God? How much, am I, how much of God is, am I aware of? That's already the art. That's already the filter, is the process of the filter through the Tzimtzum. But the Mo'ar itself is constantly shining through. That means if you could, if you could do a scientific test on the light that's coming through the windows, You'll be able to def- uh, you'll be able to find the same photons from each window. That means from the essence it's the same, but the way it's being reflected to you is going to be different. Right. Understand? I'm just not sure why that doesn't translate in it, into it being a filter. I mean, that's no, it is. But there's two stages. Yeah. Okay. I'm explaining there. Later, the later tzimtzumim are a filter, yeah. but the first stage is pure tzimtzum. Is is the invisible state. After there was the invisible state, they created the re reinfusion of the visible state and that refusion of it now with this explanation says al Rebbe we can understand the Rambam what does the Rambam mean that God is Huamada, that God is intellect and he has the capacity for intelligence it's only once we're dealing with the level of where the level of light the or comes through the Kali on that level which happens in the world of Atsilas which is a combination of Ur Kali on that level could there be a definition of art. Let's say, for example, we'll just finish off with this. Let's say, for example, I, I say, Avrami, Avrami, you're smart. Are you smart? It's not who you are, but there's a certain element of your essence of your soul that's being expressed in intelligence and through the filter, so to speak, of your brain and the filters of your consciousness, I could be able to relate to you as being smart. You understand? So I call you being smart. But that's a much further stage removed from your infinite abilities. Being smart is just a limited, finite ability. You understand? So by saying God is who I'm not is not saying that this is who God is. It's saying this is the way God expresses himself in a form of godliness. And the Chiddush at the end of the day is, is that even with the fact that it's godliness, Iyu v'chayoi, Iyu v'chayoi, 
That means that God and the light of God, God and the and the tzimtzum of God is all the same. For God, they're not. There's no distinction between God's infinite radiance and God's tzimtzum state. They're all the same state. They're all the same person. It's all the same essence. And therefore, it's not a limitation for God. It's not a change of God. In God, it's all the same. For us, from our perspective, there is a change. So let's say, for example, if I would see Avrami being angry, so now there's a change. He was angry. Or if he's happy. He consciously feels a difference. I feel a difference. Consciously. But subconsciously, unconsciously, is there any difference between the person? No, it's all the same person. It's in the vessel, it's in the sphere that creates the difference. But if you change the conscious, wouldn't that change the unconscious? No, there is the way the consciousness ex- programs an experience in the subconscious, that's for sure. But it Once doesn't you necessarily... Program that experience, how do you deprogram that? That's a different story. That's working already backwards. That's already working the way you experience certain conscious experiences that impact your subconscious. I'm talking about the other way around. I'm talking about how your subconscious then moves into your conscious realm. I'm talking about a whole different way. Your reason why you love and fear and hate may be triggered by certain experiences in life, but at the same time, the actual emotion of love is not something triggered. It's part of who you are as a form of expressing yourself as a sphera, as a way of your energy, your your ability to reflect your essence, your, your metzius, your existence through this vessel of cold love. You understand? So if you learn it from this perspective, says Al Rebbe, the Rambam is not a problem. It answers the Maral's question. Because God in his essence doesn't change. God remains pure. Because God has both fact- faculties. He's Tzimtzum and he's Or. He could either choose to be visible or invisible. With either way he chooses, there still retains the ability of him being infinite and also being finite. Because it all comes from the same source. We relate to God based on certain factors, based on how God put on these filters and allowed for these things to happen. So, so this is a little bit of a much deeper concept. I just felt to try to explain it somewhat. There's obviously a lot more that we could be talk- talking about. It's Again, it's hundreds of pages of chassidus trying to be condensed in three classes about ideas, Iris and Caleb and Simpson, but this is a very rough idea of what happens in this process, and that's what the Altareb is trying to explain in this footnote, and how the Rambam could fit with, based on Kabbalah, with this idea of not, not being, as the morale thought, saying that God is limited to being knowledge. No, it's not limited to being knowledge. In the spheres, God, there could be an element of calling God as having hu amad abu idea. The end of the day, why does Al-Tarebbe bring us in Tanya? We'll finish off with this. Why does Al-Tarebbe bring it in Tanya? Al-Tarebbe brings it in Tanya because Al-Tarebbe wants you to know that when we say that the Jew comes from God's essence, I were saying that a Jew, we're comparing it to the father that comes from Chochmah. That's only because in us, in our human existence, what's the highest level of our essence that we're related to? It's Chochmah. For God, Chochmah is like our lowest levels, like our action. But the bottom line is, we come from God's Chochmah, which God's Chochmah is not like our Chochmah. God's Chochmah is like the Rambam says, is one essence with God. It's on the same level, it's just a way of defining God within Sirius. But in the essence, it's all the same. And what? It's, it's, it's the Ur in the highest form, in the Ur in soft still. And that's where we originate from. And even higher yet, there, as the Rebbe explains, we really come from Atmos, which is even before the earth. It's even in the state where God could not exist or whatever. That's another whole discussion for another whole time. Al-Kabanim, we'll uh, leave it off over here with that.